Welcome to How Do You Engineer, your holly jolly engineering podcast. Have the holly jolly podcast. It's Yay. the best day of the week. Woo-hoo. Yeah, so uh, I'm a host and my name is Peter Martin. I'm a host, Abby Desjardins. I'm also a host, Simon Whitmell. And I'm a guest, Cameron Fulford. Guest host. Yay! Yay. Yay. Cameron! First timer. He's the Cameron of future, Christmas future. He's coming back after having been a guest sometime in the following year. Yep. Yep. You'll know when it happens. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to make callbacks to things that haven't happened yet. Yep. Oh, man. Remember that joke? It was so good. (laughs) Hilarious. When you talked about the purple potato eaters. Oh, man. Yep. You had to be there. People are going to think we... And you will be. People are going to think we've actually recorded an episode with Cam and that we're actually referring to it, but we haven't. If you want to, you can contact us to uh, <laughs> to download directly our episode to Cam. <laughs> but only once it happens. So we'll let you know. It's one of those DLCs. I think you got to pay at least four ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah. It's a lot right. of nines. It's so, worth it. It's worth it. All right. Why are we here? Christmas. <laughs> Holidays. <laughs> no, just Christmas. Only Christmas. <laughs> There goes our political credits. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, no, no. We're here because they're doing Christmas, like, Christmas mythos. And I got a bell. Oh, no. Yay. (laughs) Who gave Pete a bell? Terrible idea. Um, Yeah. So we're going to talk about four Christmas myths or parts of the Christmas mythos and how we would engineer the things you would need to make them real. How Mm -hmm. do you engineer Christmas time? I mean... They are real. They are, yeah. We're just sort of giving and our best be guess because I think they're kind of top secret. But yeah, at yeah. the same time, we could probably get kind of close. I think we're el- yeah, elveniers. Well, we gotta say, I mean, like Santa's got to be like the I best know, right? engineer out there. Just off, yeah, Peter. for sure. Santa's engineering and R and D department Elvenearing. is huge. <laughs> well, he's got uh, fun engineers. He's got elveniers. That's true. You know, yeah. uh, you know, rocketry engineering, logistics, I mean, HR. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we got. We have our eggnog. We got Christmas cake. We got really uh, loud gingerbread cookies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll notice that later. Oh no, I dropped Christmas cake on the floor. <laughs> and we have uh, adult supplements to our eggnog, so we're good to go. Uh, so yeah, so we're gonna start with the first of our four topics. Um, our topics are going to be, if I can remember off the top of my head, logistics and transportation. Yep. Infiltration, mm-hmm. surveillance, mm-hmm. and energy. Yeah. So let's start with logistics and transportation, which in this case will be how does Santa create all of the presents for the good little boys and girls and transport them to their houses in one night? Yep. Yep. All right. So he's got to have, I'm thinking it's going to have to be some sort of like nano level replication technique. Maybe he's got like nano robots that build the toys. So I think the ground rules are we can't use magic. No, it has to be something grounded in reality. Can we use future science since future cam is here? I think, uh, I think if it's a, think if a, it's a natural changed. extension, extension of current science, that's totally legit. Okay. Well, I you should, can tell us if, uh, we go wrong with what's actually happened. In the yeah. Future. Cause, cause I know those things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. We got to take something that you could, you could do right now and then extend it in a logical direction. So right now we have assembly lines that have robot arms that put things together. I'm saying we just make those assembly lines really tiny. And then we have them build. Why tiny? Because then you can make more modular parts. I'm I'm on board with that. I th- I was thinking something like 3D printing, where like 
if you had these nanobots that were able to assemble into some kind of 3D printer, you know, like robots that can like connect to other robots and then they create some other sort of machinery out of them connecting together. I'm describing something really poorly, but it's basically like you're describing transformers. A I'm describing some of the transformers. They come together and then they like, you know, make a 3D printer right in the home. And then they can print oh, the presence okay, right yeah. on site. Oh, see, that's thinking. That's yeah. The so it's like distributed right rather than centralized. I mean, this is modern Santa here. You know, back in the day, yes, he had a workshop. But, you know, modern technologies have allowed him to distribute uh, his manufacturing directly uh, on site. Mm-hmm. Just in time. Yeah. Right? Just in time presence. Bootstrap. Bootstrap the, to- the, the machine that builds the presence. Yeah. Because the machine built. Yeah. 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 I like it. I like it. I what about a very fundamental stage of building? <laughs> a very what now? <laughs> fundamental. What? Like, like, okay, never mind. Did I do something wrong, Peter? No, that's okay. fine. It's fun. Testing. What about testing, guys? What happens? You build a toy. What What if it go bad? <laughs> well, that's a good question, actually. Kids break toys in like 30 minutes after they open them. I think that's just part of the uh, the magic of Christmas. <laughs> Broken toys. <laughs> what if they really want? What if all they wanted was the box? Then they're not cats. <laughs> <laughs> they're a kid. I liked boxes when I was a child. Okay, sorry. Boxes are just you know nice cellulose. You could make that. You could extrude a box like a cardboard box. Sure, it's all just cellulose. You could grow it and make we it like a slurry. We talked about this previously, did we not? Did we talk? That's too <laughs> loud of a cookie crunch, Peter. The loudest cookies ever. Okay, I was looking up some figures. Because somebody has done a lot more work in terms of actually thinking about the logistics of things. But basically, I just started from their premise that, you know, every kid is going to, every good kid that gets a gift from Santa is going to get about two pounds of present, which is roughly equivalent to one Lego set. So the the premise is that, okay. I accept that. All all the kids are going to get, because who doesn't want a Lego set? If you're a good kid, chances are you'll be happy to get a Lego set. Yeah, I am. So a Lego set being two pounds uh, would require, you know, a certain amount of 3D printed material. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's 109 meters of 3D printer filament to get two pounds worth of product or present in this case. Okay. And about the fastest ones today, I mean, the ones that we can buy, not like the super DARPA R&D 3D printers that maybe Santa has access to, but um, they go at about 50, no, sorry, 500 millimeters per second. So it would take roughly 220 seconds to print that, mm. that two pound present which is like with four current minutes. technology so it's like four minutes so yeah. really if you can get the nanobots in there assembling themselves into a printer and then maybe the other nanobots are coming down and they get basically melted into filament like those 3d printers that take garbage and coke cans and stuff yeah like imagine a bunch of nanobots that are coming in there and they're the filament material well, what, if the, what, what if the nanobots themselves are made out of plastic like they're, they're on a base level and they have the ability to heat up and then they just sort of arrange themselves into a matrix, and then they Ooh. all heat up, and they like go, become Ooh. a solid layer of something. Oh, it's like it's Are like they annealing. sacrificing themselves. That is to really the cool. Toys? Yeah, which means that you should be extra happy for Christmas presents because all of these tiny nanobots had to sacrifice themselves. So really, like your Legos are like a bunch of colored plastic drones that just came down and like mel- melted themselves into the shape that they need to make the toy. Well, it's, it's, like, like, it's like coral. They build themselves up. Like one of them goes and then it like melts itself. Another one comes up and climbs on top and melts itself on top and it builds itself up. Gather round, children, <laughs> and let me tell you of the nanobot graveyard that is your Lego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's getting a little scary. All the little poly- polyphenols that gave their lives. <laughs> okay. All right. That's one theory. Let's, let's try a different tack. I like that theory though. You're so prepared, Cameron. What if, or what if he just has a big trebuchet? <laughs> 
Well, we've, we've gone down this Ooh, route before. No, 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 but okay. <laughs> Bamboo. Okay. But I, right. I, I like yeah. this. If you've got, if you could do it ballistically, right? It covers, it deals with some of the problems of how you get them all happening at the same time. Cause if you have a cannon that's big enough to send all the presence into orbit, like just slightly short of a stable orbit, then they could orbit for a significant amount of time before they'd come down. So he has a bunch of cannons. Oh, so it's all just, yeah, it's He's like firing presence, okay. firing as, presence as into made? the sky. Yeah. As they're made, he fires them into the sky all year long and they're just increasingly like filling the sky. And then they're all timed to have a decaying orbit. So they all come down at midnight in their respective locations. So they have like, the world. they have like one of those like orbit en- engineer guys that was like in the, uh, Mars. What is it? The Martian. Like those people who can the guy basically that like, Gambino played. I didn't actually uh, see the movie. Donald Glover. But- the guys who come up with the, uh, the Martian, no, you didn't see no the I read the book. Oh, okay. Oh. It, well, it was played by Donald Glover and he was fantastic. Yep. Anyway, yes. He was or, an, or, an orbital mechanic, orbital machinist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you call somebody who does that? An astrophysicist. That's probably what it is. A mechaneer. A mechaneer. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, know. yeah, you have an astrophysicist and you, you just have to time it perfectly. So you fire it into just a, a slowly decaying orbit so that it comes down exactly where it needs to be. Exactly when it needs to be. So is it like an Amazon drone delivery where it lands on the front lawn and See, then I was like about to say, mom and dad go and get it and bring it inside? That that kind of thing? Yeah, I was about to say, why doesn't Santa just have Amazon Prime and just get everything? Get so all the mom and dad's involved. And- I started thinking about that, and then that's. I was thinking if like you just miniaturize it, and then they, they can actually get in the house somehow through like an air vent. Well, we'll talk about getting in the house in a little while, but like, could modern logistics? actually pull it off like if you went on amazon and ordered whatever if you two ordered, billion if, toys if every kid had ordered on the night before christmas or the day before christmas christmas eve they all ordered what they wanted for christmas to deliver the next day with prime could amazon do it i mean in the future yes because i've been there with all the <laughs> you know what else is happening in the future i can guarantee you you'll see this because i've seen it uber present delivery You'll see an Uber ah. service where, oh my God, it's my anniversary, or oh my gosh, it's Valentine's Day, or Christmas, get me a present, and they'll they'll run out to the store for you, fight the uh, you know herd of people trying to get last minute Valentine's Day presents. Oh, so we crowdsource cool. it. Well, isn't isn't that? Yeah. It's, it's probably it's kind of what Santa's already doing. I mean, when you get a gift from Santa and it's got your parents' handwriting on it, you know he's crowdsourced it. I got it. Oh, I got man. it. He's got so it. what Santa does is he sends out a hypnotic. Um, like signal I to we all said, of like the- no magic. No, like 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 real hypnosis. Okay, Abby, continue. Abby, yeah. this is going to sound tinfoil hat, but do you think that the government <laughs> doesn't have the ability to hypnotize everyone in the country? Okay. Look at when you say that you form the shape of a tinfoil hat. No, 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 it's it's pointy. It's a tinfoil the, the Santa tinfoil, hat. The tinfoil has to come to a point, or it won't keep the brain rays out. Okay. <laughs> Boom, Dan Carlin. <laughs> so, Shout out. Let's get let's get serious for a second here. Okay. So hypnotizing raises. So in every cell phone that adults have, there's a mechanism Santa can tap into Mm -hmm. that activates preconditioning that every grown up has been subject to by Santa. And through like Christmas specials? Yes. And so at a pre prescribed time, all adults black out, go to the store, buy what their children want, bring it home, wrap it, put it under the tree, and then wake up in their bed. So like secret Santa sleeper agents? Yes. That's why I'm so sleepy all the time. I know. (laughs) 
and eat cookies. All parents are actually just Santa in disguise. Call forward. It does explain. It explains why the handwriting is always your parents' handwriting. Yeah, I know, right? Okay. And why your parents always, like, are full in the morning. I don't know what else there is to give it away. <laughs> the boot, the boot prints are your dad's boot prints. There's one. Yeah. Okay. So it, it, you're saying it's built into cell phones? Yeah. It's built into Facebook. <laughs> it's the Facebook API yeah. as a call for hypnosis. <laughs> well, it's private. Only Santa can use it. It's a, yeah. It's a they, backdoor for they, Santa. They built a hook just yeah. for Santa and the NSA and the NSA. Well, yeah. <laughs> the NSA shoehorned themselves in there. <laughs> Okay, that's so, another good theory. We're, yeah. we're, I think we're kind of covering like a bunch of topics at once. So let's let's give us a more specific. We were how logistics was how we were going to get the presents there. Yeah, there was infiltration, which is how the presents get into the house, which you yeah. touched on already a little bit. Not just the presents, but how does Santa get into the yeah, house? Yeah, so far the solutions haven't required Santa to be in the house. Then yeah. why Santa? What's Santa then? He's a figurehead. Yeah, I think he's, he's he the, doesn't he, have to be there physically. I mean, we're talking about a he's a CEO. You know, he's he's, he's the hero that Gotham needs. <laughs> Jeff Bezos doesn't deliver every book, but he is Amazon. <laughs> he's a symbol. Jeff you Bezos, feel him. the center you feel the of magic Amazon. of Bezos. <laughs> okay, so we'll come back cool. to that again. Uh, what was what was three? There was transportation, surveillance, which was part oh, of surveillance, surveillance, yes. and okay. then energy consumption. We, have, we haven't touched on that. Is how does Santa know whether all the boys and girls have been good or not? And what they want for Christmas. And what they want for yeah, Christmas. Yeah. I think well, the, they, they what, send him their list. So he knows he has some input there. I feel like he still knows what you want, even if you haven't gotten around to writing a letter. Cause I'm sure as a child, I forgot to write a letter at least one year. Listen, I look up one thing on Google and suddenly it's in every single ad I see on every page I visit. So if, Santa if has knows. a hook into Google as well. He's yeah. using the Google API. Okay. Sure. All right. That's fair. I don't know if the, if the, the children dirt. are going into Google to search for things I think, that they want to I think to they buy. certainly are. You think so? Yeah. At a certain age, they would be. I don't know. I don't know I how like, when safe I was a kid. search and things back work in the day. for children. And below that age, Lego. Just give yep. Lego. It's Just always Lego. Default to Star Wars Lego. Yeah, even better. Yeah. Not okay. everybody wants Star Wars Lego. And number four. Default to Star Trek Lego. Is there Star Trek Lego? I want there to Why be. Why isn't now. there Star Trek Lego? Oh, I don't I would, think there is. I would is. buy the heck out of that. Is there not? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think know. so. All right. Maybe well, there's Star Trek Lego. We have a lot of You're phones. supposed to know you're from the future. Little like Ferengi Lego characters? That could be big seller. They're definitely getting there. I mean, with like the Simpsons Lego, it wouldn't be far off to make the weird like alien species. I if you're not a you Simpsons get the, Lego. Uh, you haven't seen it? No. Oh uh, yeah, they bought they got the license to it. I don't walk around toy stores a lot or purchase Lego. Why not? Recently. I've spent a lot of time with Toys R Us because it's attached to Babies R Us. Oh, you should ask for Lego for your wedding, and then you'll be able to go shop for Lego. I was thinking about registry items. That's a really good idea. Thank you, Pete. There you go. All right. Four. Number four. The other thing we were going to talk about was what happens to all the cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Energy consumption. Yeah. Because we know that Santa wouldn't let them go to waste. It's a lot of peeing Mm -hmm. if you drink that much milk. (laughs) It's a logistical nightmare. All right. So before, I think we, you had, Cam, you had some thoughts. We were discussing this so earlier. We've covered, have we covered logistics or well, toy I, creation? The, the, one with, toy the, creation. the one logistics theory we haven't talked about was traveling at close to the speed of light. Because then we get into relativistic speeds and that solves some of the problems that we have. Does it? Or does it just cause more problems? I always get it backwards. Okay, hold on. Whenever if, I if, think I understand. If Santa's traveling at near the speed of light, then no, he's standing still in time. So he'd have even less time to work. 
Yeah, I think we worked this out before when we were having coffee. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, okay. Santa has to accelerate the, the Earth, Earth to close the speed, speed of, of light. light. And then yeah. he stands still, and every time the Earth goes by, he drops a he new present. He throws a present. Yeah, no, no, because <laughs> if, if his workshop... Santa is, has to be Superman, and no, he has to spin the Earth. If his workshop is in space... And he has that, he has, we, we've already established he has the orbital mechanics ability to like predict exactly where our president's going to go, right? Mm-hmm. So if he's standing still and we're traveling at close to the speed of light, then he can just sit there and he has basically an eternity to make presents. And then every time the earth goes by, he just drops another present and it falls exactly where it needs to go. I mean, I think realistically what they were saying was that because he goes with the time zones, he actually has like 34 hours to cross the uh he has like the 10 hours of nighttime plus the 24 hours that he's if he's going like from one end of the time zone to the other Mm -hmm. while it's nighttime in each of those zones so he actually has like the full 24 hours for the whole you know rotation of the time zone plus 10 hours of the night so he's actually got like 34 hours of earth time okay i've got another theory but i'm gonna hold on to it because it addresses another interesting uh, um problem we have is so we're saying no to we're, we're saying no to travel very well we're saying no to relativistic speeds okay good but i have another theory good so i i my theory <laughs> also good my, my new theory is that santa exists in the same three-dimensional space as us but in a different position in fourth dimensional space so he's mm-hmm. he's a four-dimensional being which allows him to see and pass through walls and we all know the fourth dimension is Time. time time yes that's what I, I was just checking if you knew well i'm actually, I'm actually no, I, okay fine a fifth dimension then because i'm saying it's, i'm saying a fourth spatial dimension uh so, yes oh. like, so, like w uh what comes after z a xyz and aa so there's okay so there's there's the normal three dimensions that we perceive as reality there's the fourth yeah. dimension which is time there's somehow fit in there the space-time continuum that gives us gravity and Things like that, according to general relativity, and then where is he walking? I'm saying that there is there is a there is a fourth spatial dimension that we are completely incapable of perceiving or measuring. Okay. So I just pictured. A, sorry, hmm? I was going to say I just pictured Santa as Matthew McConaughey in Interstellar in that giant like, <laughs> like bookcase <library>. of <laughs> with children everywhere. The and that's surveil- Yeah. Just watching all the children through their bookshelves. Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> we keep, we keep making references to movies I haven't seen. Oh. Santa Claus is inside your bookshelves, children, watching you I'm as you play. No, that's that's the premise of that creepy elf thing, isn't it? Elf yeah. on, elf the, on shelf? the shelf. Yeah. yeah, is that he's in everyone's house watching you, and he's all a spy that reports back to Santa. Yeah, is it's, that what that is? That's related yeah. to that's, a, a Santa type of a story. Well, yeah. Yeah. the elf on the shelf is that basically no longer are children held accountable or in control by the promise of Santa as watching them. Now you need an actual analog character that sits in your house. That stares at your children and reports back to Santa, and they change the position every day, so that the elf is in a different location and therefore made more realistic. Because he goes back to to the North Pole at nighttime to talk to Santa. It's super creepy, and they're creepy elves. But okay, okay, no, I need to think. Finish this thought. We got it. We got an an extra spatial dimension. So, have any of you read Flatland? No. No. Okay, it's a it's a book written from the point of view of a two dimensional creature that meets a three dimensional creature. So the three-dimensional creature passes through the two-dimensional world of Flatland. So now we're imagining a four-dimensional creature that is looking down on us on a fourth dimension, and we're basically flat compared to it. So, like, as if you could see, a square in two dimensions would be solid 
to another two-dimensional creature, but we can look into the inside of it because we're looking at it from above. So if Santa exists in an extra spatial dimension, then he can look into the center of three-dimensional solid objects. But he can't more quickly manipulate them. No, but he doesn't... Okay, it, it may not give you the ability to get to get to every house in the world, but it does allow you to see into every house in the world at once. And also uh, to okay, move... Sorry, yes. You can move three-dimensional objects, pick them up, and pass them through other three-dimensional objects so you can get presents into the houses. Via the chimney. Yeah, well, you could yeah. use a chimney, but if there's no chimney, you could just go through the wall. Yeah. If you add another dimension, does then everything look like a point to him? Um, a line. Oh. Yeah, but that that just gets really hard to rationalize. Yeah, you're right. That's silly. Yeah, no. Everything else was really clear. <laughs> no, like up okay. until this point. I, I, imagine a two-dimensional drawing of a house. So it looks like a, it looks like a little like a pentagon. Like it's square. It's got two right angles, and then well, three right angles at the top of the house is a right angle as well, right? And then you have the chimney comes up, and it's this little. It's these two vertical lines with a space between them, right? So you could pass something through in two dimensions through that hole where the chimney is, or you could just pick it up off of the piece of paper and drop it in the middle of the picture of the house, and it would suddenly appear. That's true. So I'm saying he's a four-dimensional creature. Okay. I don't like the word creature, though. Yeah. Sounds creepy. He's a four-dimensional jolly guy. Actually, do you want... I can make it even more creepy sounding. If you imagine that the Santa we see in three dimensions is merely an appendage of a larger four-dimensional creature. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Are you saying that Santa is Cthulhu? (laughs) (laughs) He's he's merely a hand puppet on the tentacle of Cthulhu. I bring you presents and destruction (laughs) and madness. All right. Okay. I I still like that theory, but it got really creepy really fast. So beware of sundown. I was envisioning something. uh, We were talking about things in orbit, and I was envisioning, uh, like, not that he does his work on Earth, but that he's got this kind of like halo ring spaceship around the planet, which can travel with the no. Just follow me. Like it's it's running north south, so it can travel with the time zones, right? So it's like this big band. That crosses from the north north pole to the south pole. Maybe his head office is like at the north pole end of it, and that's why traditionally, you know, he's at the north pole. But the halo ring object sort of lets the Earth rotate under it. So then, as the nighttime sort of shifts across the Earth, he can send down presence in the form of drones or extra dimensional, you know, forces extra extra dimensional appendages, uh, (laughs) down from his, his orbital halo tentacles reach down. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. Cause you probably need to focus the energy and like, you know, a a semi semi circular ring object. I could see that focusing extra dimensional stuff. I'm picturing like the supports on a globe, like a standing globe. Exactly. Uh So what what you're saying is there are big towers, the North and South pole holding this thing up that we just don't know about. I, yeah, like space elevators maybe. So they can like suck the minerals from the earth's core and like transport them up to the halo. Okay. So that powers it. We, we said it was two pounds of material per kid per year. Yeah. Do we have per a number good kid. for how many? Okay. Okay. Well, this, I can tell you the numbers that, that this person suggested. I'm willing to accept the numbers off the internet. So blindly. they went through all these calculations to try to determine, you know, based on cultural background and whatever. But anyways, it turned out to be something in the neighborhood of 320 something thousand pounds of wow, gifts. Wow. I thought that's. And so there's, they're, they're saying there's only like a few thousand children. <laughs> I think they were saying that there was, you know, it, it was based on, you know, 
maybe who was strictly, you know, the number of Christian the number children. Of kid, and the number then, of kids and then, that accept, that think that Santa's bringing oh, the toys. Oh, that believe in Santa. And, and then how many nice kids there are. Like, maybe once they get to a certain okay. age, if they're, like, too old, then they, like, they don't get presents directly from Santa. That still seems really low. It's okay, harsh. but that's kind of, case, if, that's that, kind if that's sad. a baseline, like I, I compare that to like the weight of like the modern sort of like aircraft carrier, like a Nimitz class aircraft carrier is about a hundred thousand pounds. So, so it's, it's like, like three of those, three point two full size big aircraft carriers. And when you consider it costs, large. it costs what two thousand dollars per kilo to transport material into space. So I'd say like unless the unless he's got a space elevator, he can't possibly be making stuff in space. Yeah, or two space elevators. Yeah, one at each end. I, th- I think if I, th- that's a conspiracy I could get behind. I mean, how many people have really been to the North Pole? There's like some some explorers, and then Jeremy Clarkson, yeah. and uh, <laughs> but they were drunk, so it's, <laughs> I don't remember. And uh, were they looking? They were looking for the real North Pole or the magnetic North Pole. I don't remember. I, I don't think they do either. I don't think they just they they could have been like somewhere outside of like somebody's house. And I think they were on a known. soundstage in Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, all right. Um, this has gone far enough. Okay, what let's are get we back talking to, about? I never anymore. thought the least creepy thing we would come up with was brainwashing your parents. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's come up with some other theories about how uh, Santa is surveilling people. Okay. Now, given that not everyone has one of those creepy elves, although that would be an increasingly effective way to do it, I think you're going to have to, like, we never had one in our house, and Santa always knew what I wanted. I mean, I don't want to go... We can't either use cell phones because even though everyone has cell phones they've only been around for a relatively limited number of time i think it's pretty obvious Ooh, oh okay tell us it's it's all of santa's friends that are in the malls talking to the children reporting back so they're, oh, they're yeah. old men oh yeah those mall children. santas mm-hmm. i was in line mm-hmm. for two and a half hours and let me tell you if you're naughty that comes out when you're standing in line for two and a half hours. Like if you're a naughty kid or whatever, you're, you're going to lose it waiting okay. in line. Yeah. Like right. It. So, so it kind of like, if you can make it, it through that line and make it to Santa and still be, you know, in a respectable mood and be polite, then you're on the nice list for sure. So it's the kids that are running around and causing havoc and not being good that are, they're the naughty they're ones. The naughty list. Yeah. Santa's watching. I actually, yeah. that, I've always thought there was no way the mall could possibly be paying those guys enough to put up with like the screaming children all day. But if they're getting their pay supplemented by Santa, who has to have essentially an infinite bankroll, like we're kind of assuming he's got inf- like infinite money. He's got big bank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which means that he could pay these guys off and that makes it worth being a mall Santa because then you're, you're getting paid in like Santa Cougarans or something. Oh my God. <laughs> They're getting paid uh, Santa coin. <laughs> Is this like Bitcoin? Santa has yeah. had a cryptocurrency yeah. for like centuries. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, I like it. So, so he's collecting information through mall Santas. So mall Santas are basically the Santa mob, the Santa mob, but in a holly yeah. jolly way. The holliest jolliest. No, of they're, they're like the holly jolly census takers of his world. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can get behind that. They're the uh, yeah. Okay. So we've established that's how he gets his information. And I think I really liked the idea of the toys being self-assembling. Now, whether they assemble in the house or somewhere else is a different question. What about when your toys aren't toys and you're getting a new puppy for Christmas? Uh, I was wondering when we were going to get to that. Can we build like organic materials? I don't think we could do that with nanobots. All right. So we, we can got, scratch that off the list. We, no, you know, I think I think we should find a way because that, that does present an interesting question. Is, Pete's thinking really hard about it. How do we get a living animal into a house with no chimney 
Amazon. Well, it's it's, <laughs> it's specifically the problem is the 3D printing object uh, option because everything else we can do it. We can do it by getting parents to buy it. We can do it by plopping puppies through the seventh dimension. But or, we, or by trebuchet. Uh, hey, hey, or by trebuchet. trebuchet. Yeah, that does that does raise a problem. You with can the, drop with puppies from space. Shoots it in space. You can drop puppies from space. Is it like a drop pod? Oh, I'm picturing like you know, space marines. They drop down and like the little thing pops up. There's a puppy adorable. inside. Can't yes. you put puppies through that uh, dimensional thing like you were talking yeah. about? Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be fine. You the the only issue is printing puppies. You can't print puppies right now. As so far where as I know. is Santa getting all these puppies from? Santa's got a puppy mill somewhere. Well, you know all those like dog sleigh competitions. But not everyone. Up at the North Pole. Uh, that would make sense if everyone got a husky. Well. Or what is it, Malamutes? Or whatever the other, like, big Maybe the, the puppies Bernard. are all hand-delivered. All of the regular presents, you can use some sort of logistical, um, like, optimization scheme to make sure everything gets put together and delivered on time. But the puppies, they actually hand-deliver. They, that's where the, the... Oh, no. This this is maybe where the hypnosis comes in. It's all... Because it, I feel like that kind of, like, implanted suggestion would have to do some serious damage to someone's brain when it goes off. No, so I feel fine. like you'd only use it when you really needed to. Like, when you couldn't solve the problem any other way. Like, you couldn't shoot it into space. You couldn't go through the fifth dimension. You needed to get, like, a living thing from somewhere on Earth to another place on Earth. So that's when you, like, click in the auto-hypnosis and you get the parents to go pick it up from, like, the pet store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, the alternative is that like Santa is a dog breeder, and that's weird. Well, again, like in terms of the numbers, how many dogs could he need to deliver? How many little children? Did who you have not been get good, a puppy every Christmas? Believe in Santa. Want, also, want no, but a puppy. it's not. It's I usually not just return dogs. It the next day on Boxing Day. It's not just dogs, though. It's dogs and cats and rabbits and iguanas. And I mean, any animal you can think of. There's probably at least <laughs> one kid out there that wants it for Christmas. And there are a lot of. Those sorts of situations where they actually end up like in a little gift wrapped box under the tree and. Well, I was going to say, like, how many, like, does Santa have like a tarantula farm for that one weird kid that wants a bunch of spiders for Christmas? Also, why aren't the parents shocked and appalled when all of a sudden they own a pet? I know it's a big responsibility to throw on someone. Yeah. There there must have been some sort of conditioning. I know. I'm liking the, I'm liking this hypnosis thing again. Is that the parents have been conditioned to just accept when a pup, when a puppy shows up on Christmas? Is it something like a kid talks to the mall Santa and says they want a dog, and Santa has to like go back to the parents and be like, "Okay, are you okay with this?" Like the parents do we get, go like, with Plan B? All of a sudden, a black bag appears over the parents' heads at the mall Santa, <laughs> and then they go into a back room where they get some getting talking to. They could be in cahoots. That could work. Well, I mean, we've established that Santa has some like gold money, like gold coins that he can slip into a pocket. Or I don't two. know. Cam, you're the one actual current parent. Yeah, we us. haven't been to a mall Santa in a long time. Are you in? Are yeah. you in? Are yeah, you in definitely. With Santa Claus. The last thing I remember. Santa Claus. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened. I waited for a long time, and the last thing I remember was the photographer said cheese, and I saw a really bright flash, <laughs> and then I lost like five minutes of my life. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm sitting in front of New York fries, eating some Mr. Greek, and I don't remember what happened. <laughs> See, I told you. I told you all. It all makes perfect sense. I, I have think... a really good, great diagram in my basement of how this works. It's all laid out with pins and pieces of thread. <laughs> Yarn and yeah. stuff, yeah. Okay, but are we saying then, have you been, have you been conditioned for your whole life to be in a mental state where all they've got to do is flash a certain like frequency of light with the camera flash to like set you into this, this fugue state? Yeah, they could, they could quickly encode it with sort of voice recognition technology based on what the kid says. It gets like, encoded into like, you know, some sort of digital strobe where they're going to 
I'm liking that. I'm liking, I'm liking the flash bulb being at a very specific frequency that sets It's off built the, into uh, all the Christmas lights around the world. The Christmas lights uh, have like a chip oh, inside them. Oh, okay, that's where on. they're so I hypnotic. Was, How many times have you sat and just stared at the lights fading in and out, going yeah. from pattern to pattern, yeah. I was not sl- noting that the pattern slightly shifts a little bit just to transmit <laughs> you some new information? <laughs> Hold on. I, I, was, I, was, okay, I was hearing about this. It's a technology that lets you get your computer connectivity to your network via light. So you have a light bulb, and the light bulb is connected to your wired network, and then it modulates the light frequency, and then you have a, you have a like a dongle you plug into your computer on your USB that reads very like minor variations in the light and gives you network connectivity and goes back back and forth. Yeah, so they also have systems uh, in some cities where they do laser transmission the same way. Yeah, so I mean you could do that with Christmas lights, and they, but it's communicating with your brain instead of with your computer. Your eyeballs are the dongle. Yeah, exactly. You would just need to program in basically the API for that I like into this. your brain. This is good. This is yeah. this is an engineering solution. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you know what conditions your brain to have those neurons that can be then formed into the proper receptive patterns? What's that? Is all those Christmas carols that are drilled into your head. And when people come <laughs> singing at your door, those carolers are actually sort of like the front where updates they're, they're like they're like the front line yeah they're the front line like software updates the it that's the like IT okay guys. these people haven't been listening to enough carols so they send in this team <laughs> posing as carolers to try to sort of like re-solidify that like neural network oh. in your frontal lobe are they actually like elves standing on top of each other's shoulders it, like pretending to be humans <laughs> yeah well okay this 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 explains something to me because like Everyone knows that as you, like, if you have a software development project, over time, your code base just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Which means that your install has to get bigger and bigger, which means you have more information, which is why they have to start playing Christmas carols earlier each year. Because there's more uh, information to get into oh your man. brain oh, each patch. Man. That's so true. So they're just encoding more and more information. It's like Halloween finishes and then you start hearing Christmas carols. Yeah. 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 And so, like, I bet you, you're talking about how you love the Bing Crosby album. It's probably like they've programmed you to love that because that's where they store, like, the, the yeah. urgent updates for you. I love me some Bing Crosby. <laughs> oh, man, it's so good. <laughs> that's when, like, when, when Cam has a like, ding, urgent updates for Cam, it's he has to listen to Bing Crosby. Yes, that's exactly it. <laughs> that's the sound of the little red flag saying Cam requires updates. Uh, oh, restart it's required. It's also like a Pavlovian response of some kind also. Well, I mean, we, we've, yeah, we, we've conditioned a response because yeah. that's how the, the flashing lights, that's, you're, you're doing a conditioned response. You go into the state where they can then tell you what you need to do. I like it. So we're all sleeper agents yep. for Santa. Well, Abby isn't. Like, oh yeah. Cause she has not yet procreated. Is that, is it only once you have kids that this yeah. happens? Yeah. Yep. You, you transition. Well, they've, they've, they've laid the groundwork for it though. Like mm-hmm. the, the, I think the, the carols and the flashing lights are still imprint, imprinting, imprinting, imprinting. Imprinting this information into our brain. That's why you're so exhausted when you have kids. It's not because you're not sleeping. It's because your your brain is processing all of this like software that's been downloaded into it. Suddenly, the moment you like lay eyes on your child, it like activates all this back this background. It's eating up all your uh, your sleep cycles in your brain. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's running in the background. That's the problem, and it's got memory leaks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so we've addressed a lot of the the front end of our problem. Mm-hmm. Our next problem is, I guess, um, are we skipping all the way to energy, or do we don't have anything else that we? Didn't I want to go back and say, like, okay, the myth of the flying, um, the flying sleigh is really persistent. I feel like that has to have a basis in truth. There, ha- Santa has to have some sort of flying vehicle that could be mistaken at a distance for a sleigh being pulled by a bunch of deer 
or else people wouldn't keep believing it, right? Do you think it's like some sort of like sleigh looking sub ship that all these little nano drones could just sort of swarm out of? Like snow? Yeah, like oh it hides, it goes and hides to a cloud and then all the nano drones <laughs> deploy from this, you know, sort of mothership kind of sleigh thing. Well then, how do you explain that? Like we're not going, probably not going to have snow here at Christmas and like what Cali- about California never has snow. It's the middle of summer in Australia. Well, um, you, I don't, I don't have all the answers. Pete. <laughs> Based on my extensive knowledge of Australia, it's all just one big like desert. So it's probably just dust storms instead of like snow, right? Yes. Yeah. If I know anything about Christmas time in Australia, it's like white wine in the sun. I, it's, uh, that's a good song. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. No, I, I, everything I know about Australia, I learned from Mad Max. So that's, that's my image of what Australia is like. And that's nothing to do with the holly jelly Christmas. I, I, it could have been Christmas. I imagine in like post-apocalyptic Christmas would seem like a lot like any other day. All right. So it's not snow. We've established that. Well, it could be. It's just, that's only one particular aspect delivery of it. Method? You get more efficient delivery in a place where there can be snow because you can go with larger nanobots. Yeah. Okay. So in, let us say Brazil, how are you going to deliver your nanobots from the mothership? Um, you co-opt the police department. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that was an attempt at a, like, <laughs> snazzy political joke there, but it didn't work all that well. Um, I don't know. What, what, what's, it could, I mean, you could do it with rain just as easily as anything else. Precipitation. Like, your rain, the rain could be full of nanobots just as easily as snow could be nanobots. Well, I thought we were talking about the sleigh and why does it look like a sleigh and not yeah, a spaceship keep... like it is or something. Okay. I, yeah. That's what I'm saying is there's got to be people every year claim to have seen Santa and his sleigh. And all of our theories so far say that Santa doesn't actually need to go house to house. And his so, reindeer. Yeah. So I'm saying, what is, what is it that people are seeing? Cause you know, everyone, there's the theories for UFOs, like it's actually swamp gas or like weather balloons or something. So what are people seeing when they think they're seeing Santa Claus? Is it actually Santa Claus? And if so, what is he riding and why? Well, you can't have it be something realistic. You can't have like the Santa airplane that like flies around the world every year delivering nanobots. No, like n- nobody's gonna nobody's gonna mistake an airplane for a sleigh pulled by reindeer. Yeah. So, what is the most absurd thing you can imagine flying through the sky? Is it not a giant toboggan pulled by reindeer? I think it's got to be like a manifestation of this sort of like extra dimensional collapse, and we're, what we're seeing is some sort of like visual shift in the spectrum that just is like makes it look like something that we can wrap our heads around but really it's maybe some sort of like diffraction of dimensional space time well i mean that's i i like i like my theory about five dimensions so no if it could be any shape in five dimensions and what we're seeing is just some particular cross section of it in three dimensions like if you took an airplane and you cut it like diagonally in two dimensions and looked at the shape that you got when you cut it, it wouldn't look like anything meaningful. It would just look like an oval and some like that's cool. I like weird that. Dots. So it's really yeah. like what, we, what you're seeing is his fifth dimensional appendage. Oh yeah, it's, it's another. This, oh, yeah. this, is, this is just a specialized appendage. It's like we can't we cannot like wrap our heads around the madness of this multidimensional being that we call Santa. Yeah, and what what we see is so outside of what we can grasp in reality that if we observed all of santa at once we would go mad and it's yeah. a suggestion like everyone thinks it's supposed to be a reindeer drawn sleigh and so when you see this shape you're like oh of course it's a reindeer drawn sleigh mm-hmm. that's what i'm supposed mm-hmm. to be seeing yeah it's so unique that it's like it's one of those pattern things that's like if you're going to imprint a pattern that's so unique um nobody would mistake it for you know you wouldn't see it normally a bunch of reindeer pulling a sleigh in the air so 
the fact that they can imprint that one specific unique pattern in your brain makes it so that when you happen to glimpse this like multidimensional effect happening, you just sort of are like, okay with it. Or maybe it's uh, along the same lines as the imprinting explanation. Maybe it's actually like the error screen of the software that's been downloaded into people's brains where if you uh, have a problem with the imprinting you're supposed to have received, then you get sort of like this error vision and you're like, oh, yeah, no, that makes no sense. I'm sorry. I, I think so that, that particular sense. part of my explanation makes no sense. Well, okay. Like the, the way to solve the problem with people starting to become aware of the fact that they've had their brains messed with is to make them honestly believe in magic. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So if they see a sleigh flying through the air, oh, what explanation are they going to have? Okay, yeah. But, oh, there is Santa. Thank you and for saving my explanation. Yeah. No. Well done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is what the seeing the sleigh is you like as a result of having your brain messed with you can now observe it's reformatting your your brain engineering yeah you, you you're suddenly able to actually like wrap your head around what you're seeing when you see this fifth dimensional appendage in space only you see it as a sleigh because that's a built-in like safety in what they put in your brain it's the tiny android robot yeah. with his chest open of your brain so that addresses like what we see, like with the sleigh and the reindeer in the sky. But what about what, you know, you hear when you go to bed on Christmas Eve, the thud on the roof and the bells? What, what is that? I think it's the presence falling from space. Space presence? Space presence. With they, bells. They got bells because sometimes they miss and like you have to then go and be able to find them, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's like, it's a homing, it's a homing thing. So then like you realize you hear the thud. And then your then your parents go and they check and they're like, okay, yeah, there's presence. That's the signal that activates their their um, hypnosis. It's it's one of many. Ah. One of many signals. It's the chimes, the the sleigh bells. bells. Yeah, the Pavlovian response to go out to your uh, front lawn and pick up the uh, package that was trebucheted onto your front lawn. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it's 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 Amazon priming. Only we're doing it with space. And then yeah, the thud is because we can only aim so well, right? Mm -hmm. So we can hit the seal, hit the roof of a building, but probably not like get it down the chimney because that'd be like a 5,000 point shot like a full court shot yes okay yeah so that's a thud that's good okay okay so we've established that santa doesn't actually need to get into all the houses but we have we haven't established what happens to all the milk and cookies no that's the last thing that is left outstanding is you have all of this milkage and baked good and I mean, we could just go with like hypnosis again but that seems like a cop-out I feel like santa needs to collect all that because he has to like use that energy to make next year's presents for raw materials. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. There's a lot of energy in cookies, mm-hmm. just like pure calories, sugar, and and yeah. the, and the calcium, and like you got base minerals in milk you could use yeah. to make lots of interesting if you, stuff. If you burn cookies for fuel, you could melt plastic. Yeah, or you know, like power a tiny like manufacturing system that makes nanobots. I wonder if milk is like as good as heavy water as like a, a medium for heat storage. And um, I'm not sure. Anyway, I'm not gonna... <laughs> the, the milk goes into the secondary, the secondary uh, uh, steam boiler and it like flashes into steam. Yeah. It was burning the cookies. And then Calvin has to come in and descale all the calcium off of the boiler. <laughs> Oh man, if you were doing that, with, if you're boiling milk, you're just so scalded. Oh, there'd be so much film. Oh, and it would smell so bad. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I, I don't think terrible he, energy. Source. I don't think he could use it as a yeah as a secondary material in his nuclear plant. Could it be nanobot fuel? Yes. Well, I mean, there's no more. There, I don't think you can think of. I can't think of a more efficient way for the nanobots to be fueled than for than breaking down sugar. And yeah, that, mm-hmm. Christmas yeah. cookies are 
notoriously high in the sugar. Yes. And the fat. Period. <laughs> <laughs> that was the end of the sentence. Okay. So, but then what is it about specifically Christmas cookies? We got, we got gingerbread. I see. We got shortbread. And we got sugar cookies. There's also, uh, <laughs> there's also a lot of food coloring. Eh? Have you ever made sugar, uh, those like Christmas cookies where you get like the sort of base white icing and then you start adding in food coloring? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so the it's nanobots can actually. Oh, so they can color match. They can actually get some coloring make. if they need to to make different colored toys. Uh, okay. I, so we figured out what he's doing like with it. all the cookies. Mm-hmm. The question is, how does he get the cookies from your house at midnight into his shop? In space or the fifth dimension. I thought they were on site for like nanobot They're fuel used by the bots. to melt. Yeah, the nanobots are there for four or minutes. They like consume them on site to melt and uh, do mm-hmm. their annealing process into yeah. plastic toys and so Okay, forth. so the nanobots are eating the cookies. Yeah. yeah or they're, they're yeah, using yeah. them to, to burn so that they have to enough energy to, to get yeah. hot enough that they can uh, then melt and anneal into whatever uh, forms oh. are required for the toys. And the milk is used for um, when... Eventual pro- cooling? Yeah, I, I th- there's a lot of minerals and interesting stuff in there too, mm-hmm. and there's fats. There's you more could fats, use. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The fat, the fats you could use for fuel, the minerals you could use for building stuff, and calcium for strong bones or strong <laughs> Lego pieces. Yeah, there's yes. uh, there's some legitimacy there. That's why I like the Lego pieces when you step on them; they hurt so much because they're actually like tiny teeth. They're made out of like they got calcium in them and everything. <laughs> Great. Now Lego's made of teeth. <laughs> Lego going... is made of teeth by a creepy five-dimensional monster who's looking at you through your bookshelf. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Okay. No, I like it. It's a good solution. And that's probably not... A... Okay. So let's, let, let's, let's summarize. So it all starts when you are young and you start listening to Christmas carols and watching Christmas specials. And they start implanting your brain with all the information you're going to need later on. Mm-hmm. The lights. The lights. Bing Crosby. Yeah. Bing Crosby gives you your, your, your patches and your updates. Yep. And every year they got started a little sooner because they've got feature creep. And yep. so then once you Santa get, OS nine. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Santos. <laughs> That's a, yes. I wonder what, yes, yes. what happens Indeed. when they, have, what happens when they have to roll back of a, <laughs> Santa doesn't um, make mistakes like that. No, no. He's, okay. Santa gets rejected from the app store. <laughs> Santa's a true software engineer in the full certified sense yeah. of the term. He's thought everything through to every possible outcome. Yep. Okay. So that's setting the groundwork. And then when you have kids, when you have kids, the, you take them to see the mall Santa, the mall no, first, Santa. First you have kids and you're tired because the OS is starting to like uncompress itself. And yeah. Actually so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Extract to the parents. Extract. Yes. One of the triggers is the like first sight of your baby. And that's why like the first couple months after you see your baby, you're extra tired because the sleep you are getting is troubled by s- firmware updates. <laughs> you mm-hmm. guys don't have kids. I can tell. <laughs> that's why you're tired. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I, I'm saying it's even worse than like the reason that everyone's like, Oh, I can't really be as bad as, as you think. Cause you can't rationally explain it. Cause you're actually getting even less sleep than you can rationally explain. This is true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he looks so. <laughs> he looks so sad. Haggard. Acceptance. Just thinking about my own tiredness makes me tired. <laughs> I love kids. All right. So and then and then you take those kids to the mall Santa. The mall Santa observes them and decides whether they're good or bad. And then when the camera flashes, they you go into a fugue state and then you wander over and they give you special instructions. Mm-hmm. 
which is like if there's a specific thing like you need to go get a puppy or you're going to need to go pick things up off your lawn on Christmas morning. Or, or they just encode the instructions in the in the flashing. Yeah. Like, like those more. are the instructions. Yeah. Like yeah. That oh, right. The light. Yeah. The light bulbs yeah. with the, uh, the camera with the, identifies yeah. your child yeah. and goes and pings a cloud based lookup table that tells the camera what present has been assigned to your child and it's transmitted to you back through the light and some of it could, you could get after the fact by like because they could get through other lights like those Christmas are push lights and yeah stuff. Mm-hmm. those are push notifications oh you yeah get, like toasts come up through your christmas tree yeah <laughs> all right and then so that and then santa is a five-dimensional being that can observe inside your house and also has an appendage that is what you can sometimes see it looks like a sleigh and reindeer and also one that looks like Santa. Like Santa himself. The Santa we know and love. That's yeah. his finger. Yeah, that's his. That's one of his many finger puppets in our dimension. Okay. And then, uh, okay, yeah. And then, so use, he uses these five-dimensional, his fifth-dimensional ability to drop nanobots in your house that go over and they eat the milk and cookies and then recon- use that energy to anneal themselves and, like, fuse themselves into whatever form they need to be in order to be the toy. Mm-hmm. Or... The toy falls from the sky and lands on your roof and has got bells. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or your parents. How did, how did they trigger your parents going out and getting the, a puppy? The, the sleigh bells. The sleigh bells or the thud? No, they the deliver roof? the puppy that lands on oh, the roof. Oh, the puppy is, comes in a drop pod. Yes. Okay. All right. So that's another one of the thuds with the sleigh bells. Yeah. Because that explains why you, that explains why you didn't hear it every year. Some years yeah. you fell asleep and you didn't hear a thud, but some years there was definitely a thud. So depending on what you you're getting. You can't 3D print everything. A lot no. of things have to be, you can't 3D print. If you're not everything. making it out of plastic or metal yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And okay. some, some locations are like wired for the extra dimensional portal. Like, you know, it's like Google Fiber or <laughs> something where like some neighborhoods have got the upgrade, but your neighborhood is still catapult. And Apartment that's it. buildings. Yeah. Like you, yeah. you maybe like you're in the rural area. So you get, you get catapult service and catapult delivery. But if you're in like, a major city that's wired for fiber, then you get like yeah. the extra dimensional deliveries. That's why apartment buildings always complain that you can't hear Santa on the roof stuff like that because yeah, he has immediate access to all the apartment buildings and condos and stuff like that. Yeah, they're on fiber. There's a centralized system for it. Hmm. <laughs> okay. I can buy every single part of that theory. Yeah, I'm in. We figured it out. Although it's possible that now that we've figured it out, we're all just gonna like Demon tomorrow murder? tomorrow no, you tomorrow you're gonna ask us and we will just like reset and be like, what podcast? <laughs> That happens to me every time. (laughs) (laughs) We call that Wednesday. (laughs) So, uh, what we want you to do is when you hear this podcast, you need to write in and tell us what you heard because we need to be reminded it will have been wiped from our brains. Yes. Unless we've been made part of Big Santa and his group of merry monsters. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast brought to you by Santa. Um, no, or if you have some other good theories, I mean, this is the, I, I personally think we have the best theory, which is the correct one, but we'd always be interested to know what other people think might be going on. Yes. Yes. I mean, if, if only for good cover stories from when we finally do get bought out by Big Santa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spread the word. We're going to need some good, like, explanations for what's actually going on. So mm-hmm. we'll get to how to contact us to provide said affidavits, but, uh, first, after Simon's fun fact of the holidays. Oh. Ching, 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 ching. Are those okay. sleigh bells? There's totally sleigh bells. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hear them. So magical. Um, <laughs> all right, I think I got to go with Charlie Brown Christmas because you were talking about it before. No, you have to sing Simon's fun fact of the week in the in the voice of Steve Rogers or whoever you were talking about. Ben Rogers. Bing Crosby? Bing, Bing Crosby. Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> ben Rogers. You're close. Steve Rogers. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not an old dad. I don't know what the songs are you're supposed to listen to yet. I get you for Bing, Pro- Bing Thanks, Crosby, Abby. Cam. It's classic. I'm it is classic. I'm dreaming of a fun fact. Does that work? Yeah, it's that kind was of, are beautiful. We, are we going to get sued? I don't actually know what the, free, what the fair use is I think is it's fair that. to say that that was different enough from Bing Crosby that people aren't going to mistake you for Bing Crosby. That's probably true. <laughs> Or um, Steve Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, Charlie Brown Christmas, uh, despite the fact that it was a rather anti-capitalist movie, when you look at it, um, it was originally an ad for Coca-Cola. So in the, at the beginning of the, of the movie, when, uh, Linus and Snoopy spin around and then they fly apart and Snoopy runs into a tree. They're or, ice skating. Yeah. They're right? ice skating. Yeah. And Snoopy runs into a tree and originally Linus slid over and he ran into a sign for Coca-Cola. And it was like, the show wow. was brought to you by Coca-Cola. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, for some reason, Coke didn't seem to mind the fact that the rest of the movie then went on to be like, don't buy stuff from big corporations. Christmas doesn't need it. But is that still in the show? Like, the we like, see the Coke sign and everything? No, they, I, I don't think it was, I don't think it was in it past like the very first time it was on TV. Oh. It, it was aired like once. And then after that, Coke was no longer sponsoring it. So it was just another like special on TV. So they could come back at some day with other sponsors and sort of fit them into the episode. I wonder oh if that was the gosh. original theory. And that would have been like so ironic considering the message in the movie. <laughs> Next year it's going to be like sponsored by soft layer or something. <laughs> Squarespace. <laughs> sponsored by how do you engineer the Christmas podcast? <laughs> Christmas every day of the year. Um, yeah, no, I liked that. I thought that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Also, I learned the other day that, um, uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas basically brought back Vince, uh, Garaldi. Mm-hmm. I think his name, the jazz musician. Yeah. At the time, like jazz music wasn't that big of a thing anymore. It had been like, it was, it was past the era of jazz. And then this, that movie came out with its sort of like jazz trio Jazzy soundtrack. Christmas, yeah. And it like made his career. Oh, it's such and a good album. It's such a good album. And then you listen to the rest of his albums and they're all really good, but he would, I don't think any of them would ever have been recorded if he hadn't originally done like the peanuts music for various. That's funny because one of my favorite albums when I was a kid was the Wynton Marsalis, um, version of the peanuts soundtrack from mm. the Christmas, from their Christmas movie. Yeah, the, like the skating theme and the do 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 do. Yeah, do, do, I think it was Win Marcellus do, do, do. and his dad, whose name I now forget. M- Mr. Marcellus. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Marcellus is my dad. I think it was Bing Marcellus, actually. <laughs> Steve Marcellus. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, great movie that everyone should see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, uh, that's a good update. Favorite holiday Christmas movie? Yeah, that's, that's my favorite is Abby. Oh, it's a wonderful life, maybe. I okay, okay. Don't know oh, if I've ooh, seen ooh, another fun fact. Fun yeah, fact? Yeah. Okay. Uh wonderful it's a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. You know why it's such a big movie? Originally it was a flop. Nobody liked it when it first came out. Okay. But then they let the um the copyright lapse on it, so it became free to show on TV. So then every station showed it all day, every day, because they didn't have to pay for it. Yeah. And so all of a sudden it was on the, all the TVs all the time. And so everyone suddenly loved it because it was the only thing on TV. Ah. And then it became a Christmas classic, but it all because of hmm. copyright law. I like it so much. It's so feel goody. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Okay. I like the one, the Christmas Carol, the one with the boy and the, the gun. Oh yeah, classic American story. story. A Christmas story. That's my brother. That's a Christmas story. That's probably maybe also tied for first. Maybe that's my brother-in-law's favorite Christmas movie. It's got everything. Like kid getting his tongue stuck on a 
pole in the winter. Yeah. Little soap. guns. Guns. Eating, yeah. eating soap. It's kind of like one of those kid movies that's sort of, I don't know, universal. Yeah. It is a pretty great I movie. I enjoy that one. All right, Pete. Pete, what's you yours? Last one? I think for me, it's a four-way tie between Christmas Story, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, the original like cartoon one, not the weird one with Jim Carrey. Um, the, oh yeah, um, Die Hard. Oh, yeah. Oh man, I love Die Hard. I wouldn't even thought of that. That is an excellent Christmas movie. That's up there as well. And I think I'm going to have to cop out and say it's a four-way tie of three movies because I can't remember the fourth one. Rudolph. Oh, oh like man. with the, the old school one with the, the clay, the, claymation, the claymation, like, claymation, stop motion. Stop motion have you gone back? Awesome. Awesome. Have you gone back Maybe. and watched that recently though? It's incredibly yes. sexist. Yes. Go no, back about, to the cave. The this Christmas, is man's work. About Christmas Vacation. That one's always a classic too. <laughs> oh, that's that's my again. Yeah. My in-laws are big fans of the National Lampoon yeah. Christmas Vacation. That's a solid choice too. I'm pretty sure there was a Harold and Kumar Christmas movie too. Is that up there for you? Tied with a Christmas story? I don't remember. It was so <laughs> it was so good. I almost remembered existing. I remember enough that I think it exists. <laughs> All right, so there's something else people can write in. Write in and tell us your favorite Christmas movie, because yeah. I'm genuinely curious to see what else is out there. Mm-hmm. I would not have thought of Die Hard, and I am glad that you reminded me. I only thought of Die Hard because one of my really good friends, who I haven't seen in a long time, used to watch all the movies every Christmas. On Christmas yeah. Day, his tradition was he'd watch I all the movies. I have friends that do that, yeah. Are the rest of the Die uh, like, Hard... They're always a Christmas. Is Die Hard with a Vengeance the like Christmas no, ones? No, not all the movies. Because what about the one with like Samuel L. Jackson... And Jeremy Irons. That was like in the middle of summer in yeah, New York or one something. Of the, the more later ones, I think, are not at Christmas, which is sad. Oh, the one in the airport. I thought it was only the first one. But maybe it were Yeah, that was the first one. What if they were at Christmas, but he no, was the first like, one was in the office tower. Maybe it's the Christmas in Australia. Oh, yeah. Right. He could have been traveling or something. Sounds about right. Well, I think the second one is like Chicago, isn't it? Right in. Tell us. <laughs> tell us how wrong we are about <laughs> Die Hard, except how great it is. Yes. No, I will not believe a word you say if you don't say it's a great Christmas music or movie. Christmas music. On that note, write in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You can reach us at, um, at how do you eng on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Facebook.com slash how do you engineer. And um, at our email, feedback at how do you dot engineer, yep. which you can email directly or you can find a link on our website, which is how do you dot engineer. But and don't forget about Pinterest. Pinterest. Oh, which yay. I'm going to start posting stuff soonish. It'll be interesting. Are you going to be like the new pin czar? Yes. Pinterest czar? Because I have the app on my phone for wedding reasons. (laughs) (laughs) I I think wedding and (laughs) weddings and babies are the reasons why most people have Pinterest boards. So that's probably a legit reason. Yeah, Yeah, probably. All right. So keep an eye out for new and exciting things on our Pinterest board. Mm -hmm. And thanks for coming, Cam. Yeah. Yeah, Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas, Cam. Yes. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Happy holidays. Yay. Welcome back from the future. Hopefully the next. I have to go back now, back <laughs> to the future. This episode was brought to you by Gingerbread Cookies, Bourbon, Fruit Cake, and Sugar Cookies.